Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. Good afternoon, good evening to everyone wherever you may be across this beautiful blue-green globe of ours showing in the background there. Welcome to Real News Live. We are absent Brooks Agnew right now. He says he didn't get the message. Uh, I'm pretty sure I sent him an email, but uh, we'll make sure we'll get Brooks in here. He said give him 10 minutes and he'll be here. So Brooks is going to be here. But anyway, welcome to Real News Live. It's great to have, well, actually Saturday Night Live. It's great to have you guys here along with Candace Whitelight, somewhere east of Montana. Candace, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Mike. Uh, I've had a, a really good week. I think most people have been uh, on the uh, roller coaster along with us here. So, how are you? I'm been better. Uh, TV's Blake Wally, what's up with you today, buddy? How are you doing there, somewhere east of California? You got the moon in the sky like a big pizza pie behind you tonight. What's up? Hey, I think it's supposed to be Mercury. I could be wrong. It's, it's Mercury yeah, right. it, It's Mercury moving in retrograde, right? Did you freeze? Oh, we we froze. Blake froze. Dang! Last week we had such good connections. Okay, we're just gonna wait this out. We're gonna wait this out. We're gonna wait this out. Um. Ah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> we're absent Blake. We're absent Brooks right now. But uh, Candace, I guess you and I will carry on until we can get their connections fully stored. Uh, let me um, let me just answer Brooks. Thought I sent you a link. I will send him another one. Hang on. Let's just uh, do a little live live internet here. Uh, well, okay, I'm going to forward that to both of my Brooks Agnew emails here at X Squared Radio. There we go. All right. Looks like we dropped Blake. Now Blake is back. There you are. Excuse Blake. There you are. How are you? It's supposed to be Mercury, apparently, right? Yes, apparently Mercury, it's Mercury retrograde, and there you go, it had a fickle problem right off the bat, so go figure. Mer Friday the 13th yesterday, full moon tomorrow, big eclipse in Scorpio, something like that, all kinds of crazy cosmic activity, but it's great to be here. And as we know, a book by Mike Barra called The Choice explains the significance yes. of these types of alignments and how they can affect everything in your life including your consciousness so that's kind of important guys uh let me get to some other a bit more serious matters of a personal nature i haven't been around for a few days i was on a couple times last week uh, a lot of you guys know that my brother uh, twin brother dave had a stroke a week ago yesterday 
And uh, he initially had some difficulty with his hands, being able to grip and stuff. That actually is getting better. Every day he is getting more movement back in his hand. So that's good. But he's also had some uh, memory issues, cognitive issues, um, you know, of the type where, gosh, I want to, um, you know, I left my medication in the basement and he means the car. Uh, that kind of thing, not being able to remember how to use the TV remotes. And um, honestly, I have these issues too. I mean, for instance, you know, tonight I couldn't, I couldn't remember the name of the Vulcan character in Star Trek Enterprise, the really hot girl played by Jolene Blaylock. I could remember everything else about her, but couldn't remember that her nickname, her name was T'Pol, which is something I would always have at the tip of my tongue. Couldn't remember the name of a guy named Doomcock who has a, a pop culture a blog, video blog that he does on YouTube that I know, like the back of my hand. So I understand these things. And it, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't know if it's just the stress I'm under or what's going on, but, um, you know, Dave's situation is serious and we have to keep watching it. And he's going to see a neurologist next week. I, I can't understand, I can't understand how you can have a stroke and they can't see you for like 50, 13 days after your stroke, 10, 12 days, a neurologist doesn't see you. I mean, what the fuck is going on with our healthcare system? It's just seems like it's, it's crazy to me, but it's been a really uh, rough, stressful week. Also wanted to mention that it is uh, the lady Aurora, whose replica is sitting there over my shoulder. It's her birthday today. It was May 14th, 2009 that I brought her home from Perfect Partners, a wonderful adoption group in Redondo Beach, California. And she went right in here into my heart, scared us, this little scaredy cat, scared us little thing I've ever seen. And this is probably her last birthday with uh, with me. And um, just want to say it's uh, that makes me sad, but I'm also really um, happy that I've had her in my life for as long as I have. And we love our fur babies, uh, Candace. I know you're a you're a vet as well, or you've been a vet, so it's uh it's just been, i don't know it, emotionally this has been just about the shittiest week i think i've ever had so um just like to say that and say happy birthday to my little girl who's out on the couch with her uncle dave right now and you know it's not like dave's not functional i mean we have talks about football and soccer games and all that stuff but yeah there's dave in there i'm fine by the way um but but he are he is having a few things that we're going to have to work through and try to get him uh back and then let's see if we can help mike remember the character name to paul from star trek enterprise get that fixed so it's just been real scary and really difficult the last uh week or so so thanks everybody for all your well wishes uh i would like it known that i am drinking tonight i am drinking a Beaujolais village a a red wine if you've never drank red wine if you've only drank white wine and you would like to try a red i would recommend starting here it's a very sweet fresh french wine from a town called Beaujolais, the village of Beaujolais. and uh it's louis jadot is the name of the winery it's a delicious little dessert wine and i highly recommend you drink that candace i'm assuming you're going to be drinking kombucha or something along those lines tonight right candace pardon yeah. Candace, are you talking to me uh, i was wondering what okay um <laughs> what am I drinking? I think you said it so fast. I just, I'm sorry. Flew right by. Um, gosh, I've got my good old uh, raw kombucha here, and I'm having one called multi-green that's very green, and it's very good. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. And uh, TV's Blake Wally, what is it that you are drinking tonight? 
Well, unfortunately, my, my previous box of wine is uh, turned into vinegar. So I, I do have a backup plan, which is uh, the good stuff. Nope, if you won't find this in any uh, bar or restaurant, probably. But uh, the Red Volution. So it's my little cheap box wine for the night. Listening to the intro on headphones. And by the way, I'm also wearing this uh, Affliction shirt a year ago in Vegas. There was a Conor McGregor fight. I went there with uh, Haley, real sweetheart. We had a great time, great weekend in, week in Vegas when it was 120 degrees. And I bought this shirt there, and I only wear it when I go, like, not go out somewhere. It's an Affliction shirt. I thought, what the hell? It's Saturday. I may as well wear it because when else am I ever going to wear it? Uh, Laura Bill says she was listening to the intro on the headphones and really loving the baseline. I will have you know that TV's Blake Wally wrote and recorded that too all by himself he is a yep. very talented musician and one afternoon too That's you didn't notice about it but he is a <laughs> very talented musician as well he writes he sings he dances he used to be on the pole he used to be a male stripper not anymore those days are behind him but yeah. you ladies he is available still hi deb from sacramento <laughs> everybody lee rick norman says hello to everybody uh Deb, that's Amore. Big Dave's Peanut. Saw you over there on the uh, on the uh, Mark Z Whiskey and Wisdom show on Thursday night. Yeah, I managed to get a get a lady pissed off at me that night. I don't know what I did except just be me, but which is usually enough for most women to piss them off. I uh, hope Dave is doing well, and I hope I'm you know I'm just uh, this I'm just sucking. I don't like I don't like to make this my life sucks. I don't like to make this a bigger deal. Than, than what Dave's going through, but I'm just, uh, ooh, what if we can talk Blake into wearing pasties next week? I'm not sure what wow. that is. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, uh, Candace, you want to tell us what those are? What, what are the food, are? like Hot Pockets. Yeah. Uh, well, they're used by people that do pole dancing, as far oh. as I know. All right, yeah. okay, I wouldn't know either. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't My know, definition. I have never, ever helped put a single mother through college. Um, we're in retrograde till the third. That's true. Candace, you had a theory while we wait for Brooks. You had a theory, uh, you know, like, like we talked about, uh, you know, kind of on the choice and your own version of the physics and stuff about just like what's going on with everybody mentally. I mean, I know Dave, Dave's had his issue. I'm having issues remembering things. Is there, is there some energetic feel that we're in right now? And what, what exact, well, of course there is, but what exactly is going on with that and how is it affecting people? Why don't you, why don't you riff on that for a few minutes? Well, it's a, it's really my favorite topic. So um, I'll just go to my group page and it's called Frequency of the Earth on Facebook. And I have had a great time this last week because we've seen some really unusual behavior as far as the Schumann. And uh, one of the things that really has come to me is that we've got some uh, what, what I consider low-level interference going on, which really affects us. And it affects us because most of us are in um, what's called beta brainwave state during the day when we're kind of jamming around doing stuff. And that is exactly where our Internet actually um, affects us as well. So we've got kind of a threefer because not only did they generate CERN just a couple of weeks ago, they're in a testing phase, but they also are running HARP up in uh, Alaska. And HARP is a program that most of you know about um, from quite a few years ago that generates a very high heat signature 
that goes into the ionosphere. Now, it so happens the Schumann resonance is actually calibrated and brought in to Tomsk, Russia, which is where they collate it. And they actually have a, a, a big computer lab there. And it um, looks at uh, data from all over the world. And one of the uh, signature parts of the Schumann is uh, four graphs that have to do with what's called the, uh, the raw data. And the raw data has been showing me that the, uh, the, this level of interference is uh, occurring and it is uh, creating a, a, a smear on the graphs that is very like weird. It's not from the sun, nothing happening on the sun particularly. Um, it's not from our galactic core, which I've talked about before, yeah. and it is um, generated actually terrestrially. So um, this is what's really affecting us, not only with the, uh, you know, the two things I mentioned before, but also in our brains. And this is where people are getting a response that happens because it's a, an electrical response. And it is then able to either do one of two things, which basically kind of puts us on fry mode, which, you know, kind of unfortunately with a lot of folks um, gives your resonance a chance to uh, manifest in things like strokes. And it also affects the... Um, the heart rhythms, and it can also affect your neurological system. So now one other piece of information that's important here is that we actually have brain cells, not only in our brains, but in our hearts and actually throughout our digestive tract. And so all of that is, uh, you know, works for you when you're lined up and when you're, you know, spinning along and doing your thing, but you can be in a state where it overwhelms you in terms of a signal. So when we have this threefer that's happening, and that is from, you know, the, um, the, the resonant earth, yeah. Yeah. which has a frequency, yeah. and then also from the, uh, what I call the higher brainwave state, which is gamma, and that comes in at us uh, through the galactic um, sphere. And it is pinpointed right at us right now in terms of the waves that come out of that. And then we, of course, have the fact that we're going into a time when we're stepping up the amount of CME that, that we have. So uh, it's very active and it is, yeah. And I just received my, my new update from a suspicious observer, a man named Ben Davidson, who does a phenomenal job. Uh, every morning he reports somewhere between 5 and 6 a.m., uh, my time. And uh, he does an analysis that is based on the, uh, the solar uh, events. And this new update has in it something that I just like, yes, we finally kind of got our recognition because uh, I've been reporting about this um, uh, galactic core events for quite a while because I've tracked them on another chart that's the raw data. It's called critical frequencies. And I happened in uh, with that and just had some great 
great work that um, we did. So um, that in particular was noted in this new book that he put out. I just got it today and I have a signed copy. So I'm just uh, I'm guessing this really is really happy. This is yeah. not the Ben Davidson that was a tight end for the Oakland Raiders in the 70s and also starting Conan the Barbarian, right? Different Ben Davidson, I'm going to assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy's a scientist and okay. he uh, he is absolutely the head of the. And, oh, is he a lawyer too, really? Yeah, he's oh, a lawyer. I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I've spoken uh, better, to him several times. Better late yeah. than Let's welcome in Dr. Brooks Agnew. Brooks, welcome to the show. I sent you the link, I thought, like around noon today, along with everybody else. And uh, maybe I need to send it to both of my Brooks Agnew emails. <laughs> no, no, I probably got it. I was just working on a project in the lab. So uh, oh, I got, okay. well, got normally, normally you get on our case if you haven't heard. You get on my case. <laughs> Good to see By you, Brooks. Way. What are you drinking tonight, Brooks? I'm drinking wine. Uh, TV's Blake Wally is drinking wine, and Candace is drinking her her. Last night, was, uh, last night was wine night. Tonight is filtered water. Filtered water. Okay, yeah, you need that at our age. You need to keep drinking to uh, drinking water to rehydrate after that. All right. Well, this gives us a chance to get started, guys. Um, Brooks, we are going to get a Ukraine report from you uh, later on, but I want to set it up with a few. Well. Let's get started, first of all, just by talking about some of the stuff. Um, you, too, went to Ukraine today, this week and sang a concert in a bomb shelter. Oh, boy, it must be so dangerous in Kiev if fucking Bono and The Edge are singing their shit songs that nobody... Uh, first of all, I love you, too. I love a lot of their music. They also make some shitty songs, and those are the ones I always seem to sing when they go on these world tours must be so dangerous over there if they're sitting there singing in a bomb shelter followed by uh jill biden went there probably to collect the big guys 10 percent so are we really sending the first lady into a war zone what a bunch of crap and then mitch mcconnell showed up uh just a day or so ago where is it i saw it in here i thought i had mm -hmm. it where's my mitch mcconnell Ooh, i don't know what that is but uh um Okay, let's go with McConnell. I just want to show this. Uh, yeah, McConnell um, shows up in the Ukraine shaking hands with Zelensky. It's like, this is not a, whoa, Susan Collins, that disgusting whatever she is. Uh, this is bullshit, guys. Brooks, this is bullshit. There is no war going on there. So given the fact that the... The financial thing got put on hold. Iraq was supposed to give their rate on Wednesday. They said, no, we're going to do it Saturday. Saturday came. They said, no, now we're going to do it on Monday, where they would tell everybody the rate. And once they do that, the whole financial dominoes start to tumble. But they have to wait until Putin is done in Ukraine. So everything else is on hold, I as I understand it, rumor mill-wise, until Ukraine gets done and Putin declares victory and he's cleaned out all the bad guys. What the hell's going on here, Brooks? I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you rock it. <laughs> well, that's where the money is. Okay, that's where the money is. You got uh, more money going to Ukraine, two and a half times what it took to build uh, what's what's finished of the border wall. You got to go back eight years to really see the picture here. When uh, Viktor Yanukovych, who was the elected president of Ukraine in 2014, was 
seeking national finance to expand a couple of the uh, natural resources that they had in Ukraine, a lot, lot like the other uh, countries had done, except most of them went to the New York Stock Exchange. Ukraine was having a little harder time doing it because mm-hmm. they weren't actually a country. But uh, the transatlantic banks, which are headquartered in Brussels, put together a loan package for Ukraine. It was It was untenable. There was no way Ukraine could have paid it back probably what would have happened is Ukraine would have gone bankrupt and Europe basically would have would have repossessed Ukraine. And uh, the deal that they were trying to strike at the time was that Victor wanted freedom of travel for Ukrainians to go to Europe like they can go to Russia. Mm-hmm. And the EU said no. No, you still have to get visas. You st- it still takes six weeks to get out of country. And so Putin steps in and says, look, I'll loan you the money and I'll give you discount gas to help you guys get started and we'll get these natural resources developed. Well, that is when Victoria Newland and John McCain went in and violently overthrew his government. Long story short, they went in guns ablaze and killed a bunch of people in the streets, burned a bunch of stuff down Antifa style. Couldn't seem to get national attention on the overthrow till finally they, they massacred a bunch of people in Maidan. And Viktor Yanukovych fled the country in exile. They installed their, their puppet government, which turned into Poroshenko, which, as you know, was corrupt. And yeah. they started pouring money into Ukraine by the billions. We have no idea how much money was poured into Ukraine. All kinds of stuff was done in Ukraine that we can't do in this country because we are a democracy. We are a republic and they are not. Uh, Joe Biden owned uh, owned McCain and owned Ukraine lock, stock and barrel for almost eight years. And what was standing in their way? Ethnic Russians which were basically living in Donbass, but they'd been there for 200 years. So it was, but they were trying to get rid of them. So they built up the, the Azov Battalion, which is basically the old Waffen, the SS, and they were attacking them every single day, shelling neighborhoods and murdering people right and left, trying to get the Russians to move out. Still, that really didn't get everybody excited. But early in 2020, uh, they began putting together a major force in Donbass. And this major force was not to take over Donbass. It was to take over Crimea. They were going to invade Crimea on March 23rd. Well, Russian spies found out what was going on, and they started moving assets close to the border, building them up, saying, maybe we'll hold these guys off. Maybe they'll change their minds. Minds were not changed. More money pouring into Ukraine. Biden becomes president. Everything's going south. March 23rd, they're ready to invade. So February 24th, Putin crosses the border and heads for Kiev in a, in a fake attempt, a, a fake attack. It made them draw their reinforcements back, which is when Putin blew up all the bridges and railroads. So Donbass couldn't be reinforced. He ended up surrounding the Azov Battalion and has annihilated them. And what he should have done on Victory Day is he should have declared victory and declared Donbass free. And then he should have began moving humanitarian aid, equipment, uh, and started rebuilding it. 
Well, I, yeah, I heard he was going to do that, but then apparently... I saw videos from the front line that they were already clearing streets. These were Russian yeah. construction crews that were doing it. But that's when Congress uh, got their budding gear and wanted to send $43 billion or 43, not 43 million, $43 billion yeah. to a country the size of Texas. Yeah, that, which, oh, which, by the way, by the way, Rand Paul was able to put a stop to by simply yeah. asking the question of, well, sure, I'm fine with this as long as we have, you know, an inspector general who tells us where all the money goes. And then all of a sudden, no, 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 no. They canceled the whole thing. Nancy Pelosi, I mean, Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> been there. You too has been over there. McConnell's over there. You know, we saw McCain go there a million times. Why are all these people going over there? Are they trying? Because to this is where the money is. This this yeah, is the just, central. Collecting money. Everybody's ass is is nailed to the wall if what is in Ukraine is made public. Yeah, but the, then again, but the, that doesn't explain to me, unless Candace, you have an idea, why they're all going over there right now. Look, I, I. I'm with Lanny Wallace. I used to love you too. I still love a lot of the music. I can't stand the people anymore. Well, they're, they're, uh, and, and they're I, they've got to be corrupt. They've got to be corrupt because everywhere there's globalist corruption, Bono shows up. So they're trying to build a coalition. They don't have it. More than half the nations in the world support Putin and what he's doing. Right. Right. So they don't have the coalition they thought they were going to have. They were going to have. And um, uh, you know, Finland, and, and Finland just defaulted on their electric <laughs> bill with Russia. Yeah. So, yeah. And, so, uh, they're coincidentally also get with NATO. Yeah, they want <laughs> so, to go with NATO now you know, so they have to pay the bill. Yeah, okay. Guys, I want to throw it to Blake first before I go to you, Candace. But it's like, you know, I mean, I'm sitting here watching a soccer game this morning, the FA Cup, Football Association Cup, big game in England, Liverpool and, and Chelsea. They both suck, but Liverpool, Chelsea sucks less than Liverpool. Liverpool won on penalty kicks. But before that, they they have this whole thing with we stand with Ukraine and they bring out these fucking Ukrainian flags at an English soccer game? Like, what the hell is this all See? about? Why? What the fuck are you doing in a in a bomb shelter in Kiev? It looked like more like a you know, like a subway tunnel to me, but Bono, what are you doing there? Blake you're you're a social media commentator you're a guy who watches pop culture what the hell is going yeah. on and why why do people not i mean why are people buying it are is anybody buying it anymore i don't even know I, they just go along with anything the current thing so they're just kind of brainwashed of that cult it's like being in high school or where you're under peer pressure to to be like everybody else otherwise Otherwise, you're you're an outcast, and you nobody can go against the the current thing, or they're going to be thrown in with all of the uh, the crazy ultra magas or something like that. But uh, Brooks is uh, absolutely right that um, th they've got something to hide, and that's why they're so involved and they're just desperate to do anything that they can. They're, yeah, between the bio labs or laundering money or whatever they're doing, they're, they actually it's kind of exposed. Uh, it's it's out in the open that they're basically involved in a proxy war against russia and much like they've done in the past with uh, you know funding it is, rebels. it is a proxy yeah. war but it's not against russia it's against america yeah guess who else was in ukraine eight years ago worked there the entire well, time in the information department running propaganda well nina yankowish oh yeah okay 
Yeah. Yankee. What is oh, it's not Yankowish. It's it's oh you Nina Yanker Dick. It's it's Yanker Dick. That's what it is. Yanker Dick. She, <laughs> she's she ran the information it that that broke Ukraine. And now she's in the US and she's getting ready to do the same thing here. Yeah. So it's like um you know, if you if Cabal 101 is, you know, who do you associate with? You know, here's here's Bono with Bush, with Clinton, with Bill Gates, with Barack Obama. Um, obviously, not a bunch of good guys. And, um, you know, oh, he just wants to save the world. But it's like that's exactly the opposite of what Ukraine is right now. Ukraine is is the worst place on Earth. Um, it's the most corrupt place on Earth. It couldn't be more obvious what's going on. But. Again, I understand my information is that everything's on hold, including the announcement of the Queen's death, the financial reset, all this stuff. It's on hold, Candace, until Putin declares Ukraine to be cleaned up and starts talking about what he's found there. So I got to ask you, from the Juan Osavin side of things, <laughs> what's going on with all that? When's it going to happen? Well, isn't it over? I, yeah, I can condense it into a fairly short thing here. I just sent you a meme, and, and it's about destroying evidence. Um, there is so much shit in that country that um, has basically been a part of a long-term set of corruption that um, it really defies imagination. Uh, we go back to the Obama era where he was sending money uh, towards the end of his uh, tenure, uh, directly to Iran in um, by the caseload of money. Um, he sent some odd billions of dollars, and it was a lot of it was in cryptocurrency. So uh, it went over there to cover for the bio labs. It went over there to cover for the uh, people that you talked about, Brooks, that were, you know, not only in uh, Russia, but they also were in the United States. And that was a very corrupt uh, set of folks that uh, basically were were grifting. They were on the dole of which uh, Hunter Biden, we know a lot about. Um, we also know about Joe Biden. They were both benefiting from money that was in the Ukraine. And guess where it was sent to there from is the United States. This is called kickback. This is where they've uh, run program for many years. That is our money. It's our taxpayer money they send over there, and they just were going to send over $40 billion. Candace, we get that, but, I'm, but what I'm getting at, I, I, you know, we, we should all know that, and the whole world should know that at this point. But to me, it's like, how bad can this look? There, anybody with the shred of common sense has got to be asking themselves, why are all these people going, on, going over there? And if it's a war zone, why is the First Lady there? Why are rock bands there? Why are all these celebrities, political celebrities showing up there? Why is Nancy Pelosi there? I mean, nobody- John Penn, Angelina Jolly, and like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I don't understand what we're waiting for because the best well, way to the people out is to just start putting stuff out or putting Well, stuff but out. you know, if it is the case where we are bringing down the whole stinking mess, which is really, what we're doing, what we've been doing for a long time, it, they they create these things in order to cover for other stuff. Yeah, and people it's all hands have on a deck for them. All hands on deck. 
It is. And they just, you know, it's like on Monday, what did they do? They, you know, 2000 mules came out, which is blockbuster, right? right? And uh, they basically what they sent out in, uh, you know, to disrupt the whole cycle was this whole thing with uh, the Ukraine again, you know. So they, they just make this up as they go along. I don't think there's any anything that people can say except that what we're seeing is all fake news. And and yeah. we got a gift actually from Biden this this week that I think is is it has to be talked about. I just so yeah, there you go. So go into that because see what we've got now is we've got the high road. That's my assessment. So you know, go ahead and you well, can keep you know saying something needs to happen, but if you don't look around and see that tons of shit is happening, but you know, and I from my viewpoint. Meme. The great Maga yeah. King. That is, yes. <laughs> it's been six months thinking it up, and he just absorbed it. This, this, <laughs> it made it even more. Yeah, it's, so, it's so funny. It's like it's like an you know an alien ship from Star Trek. It's like it's like they, you know you put out the attack weapons and they just get absorbed by Trump. You know, it's like they tried to call him the the great Maga King, Joe Biden, or the actor Sturin Rogers playing Joe Biden put out, you know, oh, he was like the great MAGA king. And so then Trump tweets out the return of the great MAGA king, which <laughs> with a picture of him from uh, made up as Aragorn from um, Lord of the Rings, which is absolutely hilarious. And then I think if you um, if you if you look at uh, I want to go down through here. This actually is a variation. Um, this, by the way, is my timeline. So if you see anything really awful, it's a variation of Kimberly Wreck. One of our listeners did this for me about six months ago, The Return of the King. Yeah. Same picture of Aragorn, slightly different picture of Trump's face mm. without the full beard. And I don't know. I, Blake, what do you think? I kind of wonder if maybe somebody didn't see this at some point inside there, inside the Trump people, and said, ah, that's, a, that's a great idea and took advantage of it. What do you think? I mean, it, to me, the similarity is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's heavily influenced by that. Somebody's got to be uh, watching some of us and uh, pick that so. up and decide to modify it. Yeah. I would hope so. They want to be on top of what yeah, if they want to be on top of what's going on in the world, they ought to watch this show and the daily Real News live show. But again, it, it's like, Candace, I'm going to talk about a book that I wrote called The Choice. Where's my copy of it? I'm not going to show it. I'm not. Um, where I said at the end, the bad guys that are trying to hold the establishment together, everything they do is going to backfire. Everything they do is going to go wrong. They're going to make all the wrong choices because of the energetic field environment that we're in. And this just blew up in their face because everybody was like, Trump puts that meme out and it just pops the balloon. The air comes all, all out of it and everybody loves it. And it's all over the place now. And now once again, Biden looks like a fool. So given the question, Candace, and I'm going to start with you and then we're going to go to Brooks. Given the fact that Every day, every week, Biden looks like a fool. I mean, even my brother Dave, who's had a stroke, is like, look at Biden. He's just wandering off, trying to talk to, talking to nobody. He's, um, it, it's like, it's more obvious by the day that he is incompetent. And to me, given the fact that I think he's being played by an actor named Struan Roger, why, why don't they just make the move? I mean, what is the trigger going to be? to remove this guy under the 25th Amendment, because it appears to me the Democrats are definitely setting that up. Candace, you got any ideas on what the trigger is going to be? 
Well, really, I'm going to do a 107 on you. I'm going to say, enjoy the show. It doesn't have anything to do with anything that's real. And we have control of it all. So if really people could sit down for a second, and I would tell you a story. But we are in a movie. This is stuff that has all been produced. All of these memes are already pre-existing. I've been working on this for seven years now. and, And I'll tell you what's going on behind the scenes just briefly is that we have taken over almost all of the child trafficking programs that existed in this country. We are now working on Disney. We are also working on a program that basically has been at the bottom of all of this in the swamp, which is just the money laundering. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is what has funded all of this cockamamie bullshit that we've put up with for a hundred years. This goes back easily a hundred years. So, you know, when you're thinking about it and you look at all this craziness, it starts to make sense when you say we're just having a hell of a time out there, you know, pointing out who it is that's in charge of this and who it is that that really stands to lose their shirts. And, you know, it's not good. There's a lot of people that have suffered, but we're on the phase now where when everything flips, which it already is like 50% flipped, we're waiting for a few more folks to get on the bandwagon that are, are holding back because they're stuck in a resonance that basically is going to completely take them apart if they don't get on the side of God. It's way more than 50%. If some people on the one side are telling you we're only at 50%, they're lying to you. They're, they're, just, they're just making excuses for the fact they haven't acted yet. We're at, we're at 70 or even 80% of the people that have had enough of this shit show. When you get down to the baby formula thing, I mean, come on. It, it's barely 20% that, uh, that are still supporting this guy. So I don't think that that's the reason. Now, I don't know what the reason is. I have heard some speculation, and I'd like to get some some commentary on this from from Blake and Brooks and then Candace, if you want to chime in on this one too. The rumor is going around that near the end of the month, the reason that the SCOTUS is being protected by the military, and I have confirmed through my source, the mechanic, that that is true, that the military, not the Treasury Department and not the U.S. Marshals are guarding the Supreme Court justices is because in fact, behind the scenes, they have taken a national security case off the books to overturn the 2020 election. That that's what they're going to rule on at the end of the year, that the Roe versus Wade, Sotomayor, by the way, it appears it was Sotomayor that leaked, uh, one of her people leaked, that that they are going to, by the end of the month, they are going to rule on that. Now, Jen told us that on uh, Wednesday, the last time she was on, and said, by the way, that they are going to not overturn the election, and that's when the military is going to remove them. So I, I don't know, Candace. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, people are still saying, "Oh, we don't have enough. We don't have enough Americans on our side." I just, I don't know. I don't buy that, Brooks. What do you think? And then we'll go to Blake. Well, I think war is justice denied. Uh, whenever we have a justice system that stops working or protects a certain class, it gets to a certain point, and then we, the people, demand something more. We, right. we. 
we try to avoid war as much as we can. And hopefully the military is still under the control of, uh, of patriots. It wasn't fully switched over, even though Austin and, and Garrison, are, uh, you know, they're trying to go through the Pentagon. And I listened to the, I think, I think the press secretary, of the Pentagon talking about how we're at war with Russia. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? This guy's, an official he's actually the official for the pentagon saying it no one's declared war russia doesn't think we're at war with them i mean geez that's just so provocative that they're looking to they're trying to get them to drop a nuke right in the middle of the pentagon is what they're trying to do but all that aside let's get let's get to the thing that's really on the table right now which is which is the 2000 mules movie Amazing movie, amazing documentary. And now that we know the identification of these mules and the fact that they did tamper with an election, the 2,000 mules should be arrested and should be sentenced to a year in the federal federal prison unless they're willing to testify against whoever paid them to do it and keep going right up the org chart until you get to Stacey Abrams' office and break the, the entire thing wide I, open. I go for 20 years is what I'd go for. Um, <clears throat> I hear you, but, you know, again, uh, 2,000 Mules was excellent. Um, it's hard to argue with. It's impossible to argue with. Yeah, but the crime is on film. So all it's going to – and the guy that's investigating, the guy that's getting the indictments right now, I heard him on the news today say that uh, there have been attempts – on his life, his attorney's staff's lives, and their families. Yeah. He said this is really, really getting bad now, but he is not going to let up. He is yeah. going after the mules. And, and you know, Laura Mills is pointing out it's actually 54,000 mules. 2,000 are just the very basic baseline. Sure. But, you know, I, I just think the whole thing would have more impact if it wasn't Dinesh D'Souza. Okay, we're talking about a guy who got convicted for breaking election laws, tried to contribute money illegally and he did do it and, yes. and which was a, a fucking stupid thing to do and now granted rosie o'donnell did it you know on order of magnitude more and was not charged with anything but you know you're a republican dinesh you're going to get busted i just don't i wish he was not the face of 2000 mules because i think that that is a problem for it blake what are your thoughts about that and then we have some social media stuff i want to circle back did i say circle back i want to circle back to candace on some social media stuff Blake first, and then and then Candace. We'll talk about it. But go sure. ahead, Blake. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's very yeah. Because oh, that's a great point. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza, I think, is is a, is a great guy. He's put up many several films. Very smart. Puts out yeah, but he does have that one flaw, as you said, where he could get in trouble and people are going to dismiss it. It's also the the challenge of getting people to acknowledge it. I mean, people that you spend money or to care. You're not obviously not going to get somebody who's uh, heavily into the Democratic Party who's going to, you know, watch the movie, much less pay for the movie. So we, we do have a problem. So that's where I think uh, Brooks got that, the great idea there to, uh, you know, tighten down on, on, on these actual mules and try to force them to make a deal. If you can find the right people to do it, it'll have to be probably the sheriffs if they're going to get involved, because I don't know how else it's going to happen. But I don't know where the other thing is with the percentages was to Candace is saying is, I don't know if there's any more people to really to reach at this point. You know, I, when I used to do these shows for a decade, try to reach people like win over hearts and minds. But I think people have already made their mind up. They're not if they're on the Democratic side, 
there's just nothing I can say at this point that's going to convince them to go, yeah, you know, maybe that uh, we have been fools. Like the Mark Twain quote, I think it's Mark Twain, that's easier to uh, fool people than to uh, convince them they've been fooled. So yeah. we've got quite a mess on our hands. Yeah, and I, I think um, I think that um, yeah, you have that issue, but, you know, it's, to me, Candace, and I, and I want to go to social media, but I want to ask you this question first. So let's, let's see if we can keep this relatively short. To me, Candace, the problem is finding a law enforcement officer and a prosecutor that will actually prosecute these people. Isn't that really the big problem? That we just don't have anybody that will charge these people in any of these states. Well, I just got a voicemail from um, Juan this morning, and it spoke about that. And it is about people that are starting to get the understanding that they have to work locally on this. This, I have already said, need to get out and meet your sheriff. If you can get a good sheriff, the sheriff actually has the ability, not only legally, but judicially, to take in a person who has violated the law. Now, what they'll do is they'll put him in custody, even if it's the governor of the state. If they wander into your county and they're under arrest, we are going to get them. And then we can go through the process judicially of putting them in front of a good court that will basically put them as responsible. This is actually happening in California right now. If you become empowered, if you understand that it is a bigger issue that you as we the people are gonna be able to, to uh, do the right thing for ourselves and our families and not have to rely on anyone else, the military or, Trump or anyone, you can do this yourself in your own county, in your own backyard, and you are capable with the help of the sheriff and the deputies, and it isn't that hard to get deputized, by the way. I, I went through the process, and I could be deputized because I, I have a, you know contacts, and I'm good friends with our sheriff, and I've advocated for this since last year when... Um, a very good person, um, his name is uh, Richard Mack. He's the, the uh, leader of a, you know, a sheriff um, organization that's nationwide, and they have a training program. Uh, so you just have to go to their website and start to participate. So know your rights. Know what you can do locally uh, that you can be effective, because this is really where we're hurting. Yeah. And, well, you know, this this really makes sense far, far more than complaining about it as that somebody isn't doing something. If you're sitting in, you know, your living room, um, you know, not really being proactive. And I I've gone through this conversation so many times that, you know, I'm proactive. I'll go out and do things. OK. You know, I have a situation here that I just found out about that I'm going to go do work on tomorrow. And it has to do with uh, people that, you know, land rights and water rights and, uh, you know, that they're closing down people for being able to even facilitate feeding and watering their cattle. So, you know, these are the things that locally, you, you know, you become aware of and then 
you become activated because we're not going to get there any other way. So that's kind of what I have to say about it. Along those lines, get out and vote for my friend Steve Doran for Izzard County Sheriff in Izzard County, Arkansas. He is a constitutional patriot who will arrest the mules. That's exactly what you need to do. Find a Steve Doran in your area. But it is, I mean, it is upsetting to me, Candace, because I just feel like all it takes is one, and we don't we don't have any of those guys apparently out there right now that are willing to actually arrest somebody. So um, until you're right, but I think that would start breaking things uh, breaking things free a little bit. Uh, Blake or Brooks, any any comments before we move on? Yeah, well, those sheriffs are in the blue cities, so that's going to be make it even more difficult. And somebody was saying, you know, they, they got rid of uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio in, in Maricopa County. That would have been stealing that election. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But if there was one guy that could have done something, it probably would have been him. Yeah. Have to agree. Okay, so uh, I want to move on, Candice, to your specialty here, to uh, some social media stuff. A couple of things came up this week, which I thought were um, of great interest. Elon Musk said that the Twitter deal is uh, temporarily on hold, pending details supporting the calculation that spam and fake accounts do indeed represent less than 5% of users. Matt Gates said, I had noticed a return to a shadow ban. Um, I think that's pretty interesting stuff. And what do you think it means in terms of the overall, you should be, you should know this, you're on the inside. What does it mean to the overall idea that, um, that Musk is going to be actually taking control of Twitter? I have noticed a big difference in Twitter, but still there are some issues that people well, it's really, you know, multi-leveled. Uh, we have to look at this as a internet problem more so than actually just the social media because it has to do with everything from the user all the way up to the cloud and all the way back to every microwave dish and every switch that exists. So, um, you know, we sort of lost control over it for a while and they started uh, doing things like, you know, taking down all of our channels and anything that they we didn't like. You know, I thought it was humorous that Jack came on and said, oh, you know, taking Twitter um, off of, you know, taking Donald Trump off of Twitter was probably kind of a bad idea and maybe we shouldn't have done it. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like and Elon Musk came out with a thing afterwards and he just said, well, not only was it stupid, but it was something that was in very bad, you know, form because we basically should not ever take somebody out and suspend permanently their account. You know, so sort of basic logic. But I think there's coming a um, a set of regulation that will will be above and beyond um, anything that could be made by people. And that's going to be open source. Um, I did a lot of research about this last year because Robert David Steele had a uh, 501c that um, was all about open source material. And he had over oh, probably 5,000 pages on that site that was all, you know, he worked with the CIA and that's what he did. He put together programs that would then be you know, open to everybody. I mean, everything from, you know, you fix it to you run a country. I mean, it, it really was extensive. And I started downloading it because I was afraid it was going to go away after his death. And, um, you know, so we, we look at that as being a potential, you know, where we're going to take these social media platforms into a receivership and then, 
put them into the public purview um, in a way that they can't have advertisement. You know, they can't have be influenced by, by big money. They can't be run by one person that just is a dictator. Um, it, we're re, reinventing the internet. And of course, the big ticket is that, you know, they're losing uh, their way of communication, which is really, you go to the 2000 mules, the whole reason that was successful is because we, we put actually, um, true the vote, uh, went out and they, uh, put in, um, you know, the, uh, the paperwork that basically got them all the records. Right, um, right. It was a, you know, I forget the terminology, but. Well, if they had not, um, no, it's, it's, yeah, if they had known, I mean, they put in Freedom of Information Act. Request, Freedom of Information Act, yes. And they so, put in, yeah. they requested the, the, you can buy this data online and they bought it and they were able to track people. If they had known, if the bad guys had known that they were going to do that with that information, they would have deleted it all. And in fact, what's happened since then is that some counties, I think in, in Arizona, I think Maricopa's Copa has now deleted uh, some of this information. Oh, we, we lost it. We don't know where it is. So they're trying to claim you can't track them, but I think they already have the information. So, Well, that's the one thing about the Internet is that people think you can erase stuff, but I'm sorry, but it's still out there, you know. Um, the thing is, is that the control of it can go through several different hands and it can be put places, but it never really disappears. Um, and that's a good thing, actually, for this particular project. But generally speaking, I just want to remind you, we fought against this kind of thing for many years and said, oh, my God, my I've got to be secure. So we ended up being sold a bill of goods because people like Microsoft sold antivirus in order to keep them, um, you know, from opening their back door. And basically their back door was open the whole time. It was a con. Okay. So they release the information, you pay for it not to be released. And then, you, you know, you think you're all secure and they get all your information anyway. So um, I'm just going to go down that road briefly because it's just not a, a lecture. Um, but people really need to look at their own systems and see how they run. You know, I, I've said this for a long time. We all need to sort of get jiggy with a operating system that actually is somewhat secure. <laughs> and uh, that is the only one out there is Linux. I know people have, you know, a lot of information about this. And certainly I has become very popular. And of course, they have True Social. Um, you know, so their their platform is, is decent. I mean, I wouldn't say it's anything great, but uh, they're not going to be back on the web. I mean, as far as a a web-based platform um, for at least two years because everybody in order to get on to 6G has to completely uh, recode their their base for their um, you know entire operating system and so the only people that really you can work with is Linux because they're like they've got open source okay so I'm getting back to the same theory um, whereas Microsoft is um, has been corrupted since the beginning, but they did something very smart a few years ago. So they sold laptops only with Windows, you know, in, pre-installed, and everybody went, "Well, okay, whatever," you know. So they ended up with a you know a market share, and that is really kind of a a bad thing. So yeah. Um, you know, we're going after it and we're changing it, but it is going to take a while to get control of this in the way that 
we we need to understand it so that it is an individual's right to do the internet that they want to do and that they won't get hacked and they won't get you know destroyed but they have to be real people i mean part of i'm working with 107 daily right now so i'm on the team that works with the admin i got a promotion I guess. And uh, so I'm out there, you know, working on all this stuff and we're finding out the darndest things. I mean, it's so funny yeah. to, to be in the back end of a site and going like, well, that's the same person that that is. And yeah, well, there's another account by that same person. Well, they have like five accounts, you know, it's like, no, <laughs> we got to figure this out. So, um, you know, it gets kind of, you can laugh yeah. about it, but um, it is the way that all of this is working. And, um, you know, we've had too much. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say this. It's, it's just that it is what it is. And, uh, you know, once we get kind of through this period of time where we start to, you know, cut the wheat from the shaft and people really get on board um, with yeah. the systems, um, um, we're going to be able to fix it. I was going to ask everybody, Blake, I want to start with you. Netflix basically told their employees who are unhappy with the direction of their company to go chase a rolling donut today. They said, if you're woke and can't accept programs with different ideas, you better get another job uh, because we don't want to go broke. Apparently, you know, they've gotten rid of the Obamas, apparently. Um, there is some ridiculous stuff happened. Frank Langella, one of the greatest actors in American history, was fired from a Netflix show because during a love scene, he touched a girl's leg that was standing uh, in front of him. She wasn't unclothed or anything, but she made such a stink out of it that they fired one of the greatest American actors in history just because she complained. So Netflix isn't fixed, but I, do you think this is a significant thing, Blake, that, that they're basically telling people, well, we're not going to be able to do this anymore? I don't know. Well, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a huge move for them to do that. But I mean, it shows where they're at. So when they're getting crushed like this to go woke, go broke thing, and they're desperate and they're just hemorrhaging money and the stockholders, the stock is crashing. Um, I think they've got to stop and it's got to be the survival of the company at the end of the day. And they can't care about that. So it's time for them to uh, change directions, to, uh, go on as a business. So I, I like the move and we'll see what happens. Yeah, Brooks, any thoughts on our social media situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I often say I am America. Not not that I'm, you know, all that. But I'm so average. I'm so typical. Whatever I think is best, everybody thinks is best. And all I ever wanted out of Twitter was when I tweet something, by God, the people that follow me should see that tweet. Yeah. That's it. That's all I ever freaking wanted out of Twitter. <laughs> But no, I tweet, nobody sees it. Nobody. I mm -hmm. get no likes. I get no retweets. I get no comments. Nothing. Nobody sees it. That's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to be able to call Ted Lou a warthog and call people as C-U-N-T if I want to. Um, Twitter, when I joined, it was the wild, wild west. You could say anything to anybody i loved it and you better be on your toes if you're not on your toes if you're not clever you're gonna get demolished i i saw nothing wrong with that i i don't see what the problem yeah, is yeah, but don't don't you ever wonder how I people I use bad language i want to like use bad language i hillary like that clinton, hillary clinton would tweet something and it'll have forty-five thousand retweets in like 45 seconds 
Yeah. And it's, it's, um, obviously that's what Musk is talking about here. He's trying to eliminate the bots. He's trying to say, okay, we're going to get rid of all these, you know, he's trying to put pressure on Twitter to expose just how fake Twitter is for keeping Candace. Sounds like you want to say something, just how fake Twitter has been in terms of, of what, you know, um, what trends and that sort of thing. Candace, did you have something more you wanted to add? Well, I, I really like that, what uh, Brooke said, but I do have to say we're we're in a phase where uh, we've been so suppressed. So it's going to be like letting the you know horses out of the out of the gate in the morning. Is that you know we're all going to be jogging around and kicking our heels and stuff, which is really uh, the way it should be. It should be open, free. Let both sides come in. Let us determine who we watch and who we don't, and then stop all this algorithm shit. And that's the very thing that, of course, is really the big question mark about what is Elon going to actually be able to affect. And uh, that is going to come over the next six months because really this deal isn't completely signed and he's getting a lot of kickback from the, you know, the board, he's firing people um, and he really (laughs) doesn't have that place yet. He doesn't, he's not installed as the owner. Um, And it still is the case where we're, you know, we're going to have to get down to the bottom, you know, of this whole deal and uh, re-recode it. So until that happens, we're um, we're going to be playing the same game over and over and over right. again. And I'm, you know, sort of and, and, and sorry Brooks, for that. Brooks, you know, I want to tell you, I, I, it's really not. Shadow banning is not that your followers don't see it. It's that nobody except the few people that are allowed to follow you are seeing it. It's that they, it's that other people, new people don't see it. So new people don't go, hey, this guy's pretty clever and smart. I'm going to follow him. That's the suppression. Because again, when I first got on Twitter under my real name, Mike Barra, I, my followers shot up into the many, many thousands. Boom, right away. Now I can't buy a follower. I actually had a very nice person today retweet my current Twitter account, Boy Seahawk, to uh, say, hey, let's get this guy up over 500 followers. So I got about 150 followers tonight. But uh, we'll do the same thing for you, Brooks. But the point is, the point is, is that you shouldn't have to do these special things because everybody should yeah. see. Yeah, right. Well, I had uh, I had about 12,500 followers. And yeah. in three consecutive days, Twitter took off exactly 4,000 followers each day. Yep. Yep. Gone, gone, gone. Yep. 12,000. I went from, from uh, about 13,000 down to about 1,400 or something. It's been three years and I'm back up to 3,001. And I tweet nice. every day, every day. And I tweet freaking awesome stuff every day. Well, I don't see a tweet from you every day. I do see it every once in a while. So I guess they are still suppressing yeah. that and more people are still following me on Twitter as I speak. So, okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. He's not... a great equalizer. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, they everybody could play, but when they started losing the game then they had to control it and manipulate it just like they did with YouTube, as soon as, uh, you know, in, you know, independent journalists started uh, taking the thunder away from the mainstream media, they yep. had to come in and crack down on it. And right, they, because they think it's not YouTube it started anymore. started influencing politics, and then that that uh, all of a sudden it had to be shut down. So, all right, hey, great to see you, Stephanie Lynn Jackson. Another lonely, boring Saturday night for Stephanie down there in Phoenix. You know, it was a year ago, Steph, that I was down there visiting. 
and we hung around. Stephanie was really sweet to me. She took me around and um, and got me drunk at uh, all through Phoenix. It was great. She gave me a tour of all her favorite bars in Phoenix. Thank you, Steph. I do remember that. It was a blast. I had a great time. So let's do that again, but sometime when it's not 110 degrees. Okay. Um, we don't have a top five right now because I didn't think of one. So what I want everybody to do on the panel is to think of one, if you can, think of a top five and suggestions in the chat while I do the new gen commercial. And I'd like to talk to you guys tonight about our wonderful sponsors, the new gen crypto company. Newgencrypto.com is a brand new concept in cryptocurrencies. Why? Because it's asset backed. It actually is going to be backed by real products, real services, physical stuff. They're going to be invested in a whole bunch of really cool things like a new desalination technology that's going to allow us to take salt water and convert it into fresh water and get all the water we need into the farmlands of California and grow all the food we need and get everybody that needs baby formula, baby formula. They're also going to invest in hemp products, things like that, various other new technologies that are going to be backing new gen crypto. Right now, there's a special going on because until the cryptocurrency, until NewGen goes live on their new exchange and they have their own exchange, not one of these shady exchanges like Coinbase, which is in big trouble right now and may go bankrupt, they're gonna, you're going to have their own exchange. You're going to be able to directly trade NewGen crypto for other cryptocurrencies like Litecoin or Bitcoin or even the US dollar if you want to. But you can earn an additional 10% until the coin actually goes live on the exchange which is supposed to be sometime in June as it stands now. That's the current schedule. So you get an additional 10%. That means if you buy 100 new gen crypto coins, you get 110 on top of that. You're going to earn 0.35% interest compounded daily on your staked new gen cryptocurrency, meaning that if you have 100 new gen cryptocurrencies today in three days, you'll have 101. and It'll keep growing like that and growing. Mine's been growing since Paul Van Portley set me up. Uh, Portfleet set me up with my account in April. Staking contracts are secured on the NewGen Crypto blockchain. And if you want to learn more, more go to NewGenCrypto.com. Click on the green bar to watch the 17-minute video presentation and listen to the conference call with the managing partners talking about the future of NewGen Crypto. After that, if you're ready, you can go ahead and go to schedule a consultation by clicking on the blue bar right down there. Get set up with one of the salespeople. And hey, guess what? There's also a Telegram channel now available to discuss any issues that go on with NewGenCrypto.com. It's very active. A lot of stuff's getting uh, set up. A lot of customer services being uh, laid out on that channel. Go to the Telegram channel. Just click on the little Telegram icon. NewGenCrypto.com, the future of cryptocurrencies. Okay, guys. What do we got? What do we got here? Anybody have a top five suggestion? I have a uh, suggestion. Like <laughs> I, uh, I think we should do a top five comedy war movies and TV series. <laughs> comedy, comedy, well, yeah. Gee, I wonder if MASH is going to be in there. Okay, comedy war. That's a good one. Uh, what do you have, Blake? Well, I was just the only one I have on uh, hand is uh, speaking of Stephanie, uh, who I think she suggested we do top five soups or stews or something like that. Soups. I do actually have a top yeah. five existing list that of that. That was not one of Steph's of better, that. that was not one of your better suggestions, suggestions Steph. But, it's just stuff uh, that I have soups. on hand. So. Okay, top five soups. All right. Uh, okay, uh, 
Brooks, you got any suggestions oh, for a top five tonight? Since we didn't. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Top five motorcycle movies. Top five motorcycle movies. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Those are your choices, guys. I want you to vote over here in the chat. We're going to give it the first, first one to five wins. Your choices are comedy slash war movies. Uh, that's kind of a narrow. Yeah, I can't think of any offhand. That's going to be, I'm struggling already, but I'm sure there are. I'm going to have to look that up. Dr. Strangelove. Uh -oh, somebody get Mike Froze? Narrow category. Did I freeze? Well, like okay. Private Benjamin and um, well, Air yeah, America. Yeah. I mean, think there's a lot of them out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, underground. Stalic 17. I, you know, there's no time right. for sergeants. I mean, even, even Stephanie says top five. In honor of the first anniversary of my visit to Arizona and getting really drunk with Stephanie, uh, let's go with top five comedies or comedy war movies. Oh, I don't wow. Know. We can do comedy war movies. Let's do your top five comedies with a special emphasis on war movies. I, I don't know. Just top five comedy movies or TV shows of all time. Let's do that, Candace. How's that? Is that, is that going to be okay? Comedy and war, that's something you got to study a little bit. Yeah? No? It depends on what you think is funny. <laughs> I don't know. I think you show about a bunch of, uh, about a bunch of uh, so allied soldiers in a concentration camp. It's like... Wow, what I'd like to have been a fly on the wall when they pitched that one. Yeah, we're going to set it in the German concentration camp. <laughs> All right, top five. Hogan's comedies. Heroes, right. Yeah. Well, okay, Candace, you start. All that right, well, I'm going to go with H Hogan's Heroes because, I, I mean, it is the funniest freaking set of circumstances you could possibly align. And it is, it's in a, you know, a P.O. War camp. P.O.W. Uh, camp yeah. during the Second War, and uh, it is the, uh, you know, the uh, relationship between the group of Americans and then the leadership at the Nazi Party. Who could be funnier, right? So it was uh, long-lived. They actually did a movie, and then, of course, they did a series that just went on and on and on. Uh, Bob Crane was in it, Verna Kempler. Um, you know, it was a good film. Hogan's Heroes for number five. Anna Kempler. Okay, uh, Brooks, you go. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to go along the same lines. The first movie that popped into my mind was Kelly's Heroes. Kelly's Clint yep. Eastwood, Don Rickles, Don Sutherland. I mean, Telly Savalas was in it. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. All about. You guys, you know, yeah, if you guys just, don't know that. That's a movie. Uh, that was a film about uh, a bunch of American soldiers who discover there's gold bunch of nazi gold in a bank and they uh they're trying to fight this tiger tank to get to it they finally convinced the uh commander of the tiger tank to help them and split all the money up so the end of the wars so that's a pretty good movie uh tv's blake wally top five military or comedy uh films well i think i'm gonna take one from uh, one of the audience members here and it was actually uh high on my list i think for uh, we did a few one a few weeks ago uh spies like us with uh, Dan Aykroyd, oh yes. one of my favorite movies as a kid. It's about uh, a couple of guys that get uh, recruited to be decoys and go uh, overseas and to invade into uh, to Russia, actually, to uh, stop a uh, nuclear weapon from uh, getting launched. Stop so uh, I used to watch it all the time on my old VHS player. 
good times and uh yeah spies like yeah. this very funny movie there we go we are going to get uh we're going to get a lot of old shows and stuff on here because they don't do too many military comedies anymore <laughs> i'm going to go with what well, i'm going to say this one as a number five even though i think it's higher than that because i want to get it out there before anybody else guesses it stripes with bill murray and harold ramis is an yeah. awesome funny show Absolutely. the best oh my god that was good <laughs> Sean Young, who I hung around with at the W Hotel in Hollywood about 10 years ago and got really drunk with, again, uh, was in that movie as well. So Sean Young from Blade Runner fame and Dune and some other films. That was a, that was a good one. Really funny. So I'm going to go with Stripes as my number five. Okay, Candice, number four. I'm going to go with an unusual one, but I think it totally plays. It's called The Producers. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my, I mean, oh, it really was a amazing show because, of course, it was uh, one of the uh, top ones that um, Carl Reiner did, I guess, and uh, the whole cast of uh, characters that they had. Um, you know, it was well written, and uh, one of their features was The Beginning, which Mel Brooks was a director um, in his directorial debut, by the way, 1967. Yeah. And uh, Zero Mostel was in it, Gene Wilder. Um, you know, it was just a, a monument. And Springtime for Hitler Forevermore will be absolutely one of my most amazing moments where they yeah. go yeah. in on the on the, the entire theater and everybody has their, like, jaw dropped. I mean, it is. And they're singing. It's a musical. So, you know, you can do war, musical, theatrical comedy, all in the same show. Yeah, so it was, it the was producers. It is, it, it is a little dated, but if, if you ever get a chance to watch it, it is hilarious. I think they remade it about 10 years ago and it sucked. But basically the concept is, is these producers figure out they can make more money by having a flop on Broadway than they can by having a success on Broadway. So they try to they come up with the worst idea they possibly could and it's a huge hit, of course. Springtime for Hitler is uh, is the theme song. Oh, my God. Springtime for Hitler in Germany. I'll never forget it. Uh, TV's Blake Wally, you're number four. Uh, military comedy or military slash comedy of all time. So that's to be a military. How about a war movie? I'm going to get stretched it there. I did have the producers on my list, but I only saw it once, and I'm glad Candace said it because I wouldn't have been able to explain it outside of uh, well, Mel can, Brooks. You and, can have uh, the same thing on as other people on your list. It's all good. I'm going to go with Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. I mentioned that for a while ago. Bruce Campbell. But he goes back in time, and they do kind of get into a war with the uh, the Army of the, uh, the Undead. So uh, yeah. I'm going to go with... Uh, my man, Bruce Campbell, Army of Darkness. I will have to agree with that one. Brooks Agnew, Dr. Brooks Agnew, what is your number four? Uh, my number four is a, a little bit on the vulgar side, but uh, it's one of Robert Downey Jr.'s best works ever. It was a movie called Tropic Thunder. And uh, he has a line. Classic. I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude that's playing another dude. <laughs> What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? That's great. That's great because it created that it, created the meme of you went full retard. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Ben Stiller. Which is Jack actually banned Black. pretty much from Twitter now. If you call somebody a retard, you're oh my god, you're banned. You can't call anybody a retard. That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was pretty good. The guy gets blown up by the mine. Oh my god. And, and it had it had a surprise uh, actor in it that I didn't know who it was till the very end. I, I did not know that uh, 
Um, oh, the name just Tom Cruise was Tom in Cruise. The, he played oh, yeah. Les, oh. Grossman. <laughs> Les Grossman. I didn't know it was oh, him. My very end. <laughs> Let me see if I can find that video for the end. Okay. It's so uh, good. It's, uh, he's fantastic. He, he, you don't movie. even realize it's Tom Cruise until you get like maybe to the end. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. You see a little bit of the nose and you go, gosh, that's Tom Cruise. All right. He's so good. TV's Blake Wally, you're number four. Did you do your four already? No, you're number four. I think, yes, number four, okay. I did Army of Darkness. Okay, okay, so my number four is uh, going to be, it's going to be like uh, Candace's Hogan's Heroes is this such a bizarre concept of life in a uh, German POW camp for Americans and French and British soldiers, and it's the stupidest, weirdest thing you would ever think you could make a comedy out of. But it's really hilarious, especially when the Gestapo shows up and says, Clink, if you do not get this done, heads will roll. And you're thinking, heads really are going to roll. They're really going to like, I don't know. It's it's like the very concept of it is so freakish. So I'm going to go with number four. Hogan's here. Hogan's here. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Candace Whitelight, you're number three. Um, I'm going to do another uh, Carl Reiner one. I, there really are a lot of funny ones, but this one is one of the ones that is very apt for right now, and it's called The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was done, and it was done really well, the cast of Carl Reiner and Alan Arkin, and they were so serious. It's about a sub that beached itself and off of the shore of new england on a small war during the cold war and it and it basically went downhill from there it's um, a great movie well worth watching right now because of this whole narrative about russia 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 i mean where did they get that idea <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. uh it uh is really kind of a you know it, it's a it, it's a, a comedy that goes off the rails just because we're you know, looking at uh, Cold War circumstance where everything was about fear of these people that really didn't exist. So they tried to make it really serious. And uh, but very quickly, everybody has problems and they run out of gas and and the Russians have to walk into town instead of, you know, storming the beaches. Anyway, it, it gets interesting. So my number three is Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. OK. All right, that is uh, that is a good one. I agree with that one. Okay, uh, Blake Wally, you're number three. Military comedy of all time. Number three. I think I will have to go and uh, oh, is it? I'm gonna go with uh, the men who stare at goats. It's kind oh, of, yeah. uh, that is actually technically a, a... In, at war. Yeah. Yeah, as we're in a war against Iraq and the Middle East, and they're testing uh, LSD on these soldiers. Um, fantastic movie, uh, highly recommended for that. A lot of a great cast, uh, unusual subject material, um, just all like psychic warfare and all of this uh, astral projection, all kinds of uh, weird stuff that they're at. And it's like top secret army program, but I guess it is sort of based on a true story. So. But uh, interesting stuff. So I'll go with that. Number three. All right. You're number three, please, Dr. Brooks Agnew. You're number three. <laughs> I got to go with 1941. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi. Oh, my gosh. What a crack-up movie. 
Bill Murray, just just incredibly funny. You can't my, go wrong with Belushi and and uh, Ackroyd, boy. <laughs> my my favorite scene of that in that in that film is when they're the Japanese are trying to get this radio into the submarine and they can't get it through the hatch and they're like, we got to find a way to make these things smaller. Yeah. <laughs> I like when they shoot the Ferris wheel on uh, Santa Monica Pier. Yeah. (laughs) And the guy goes, Hollywood, Hollywood. (laughs) Uh, All right. Mon flying his P40 down the Hollywood Boulevard. (laughs) Um, My number three is uh, Stephanie guessed it and James Pruitt guessed it and a couple other people. Dr. Strangelove. Uh, again, Stanley Kubrick film, black and white, 1964, basically a comedy version of Failsafe, the same concept where a uh, colonel goes crazy or whatever and sends a bunch of bombers over to Russia to start World War III, and the whole world ends in this whole horrible nuclear disaster. And there's this great scene where the Russian ambassador is in the U.S. war room, and he gets caught by George C. Scott's character taking pictures of all the information in there. And he, and he starts beating him up. George C. Scott's beating him up. And the president, played by Peter Sellers, comes over and says, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. That was funny as shit. And it's funnier when it's delivered by Peter Sellers. But I'm just going to tell you, that movie is hilarious. So absolutely, if you've never seen Dr. Strangelove, Slim Pickens riding the missile. Slim Pickens, right? Yeah, there's so many funny things. Let me just tell you, if you can't get the president of the United States on that phone, you're going to have to answer to the Coca-Cola company. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't have a dime to call the White House to warn the president that the colonel's gone nuts. (laughs) So he didn't break into the Coke machine. You're going to have to answer to the Coca-Cola company. All right, uh, Candice, you're number two film, television, military comedy of all time. Um, I think this one is sort of mostly sort of realistic. Um, It's Air America, and I wouldn't put it necessarily as a comedy, but then again, there's some moments that are really off the wall. So I liked it a lot because of the fact that Mel Gibson was in it and that it was one of his vehicles that launched him into an incredible career. And, um, you know, it was about a, um, you know, a time when um, there was more going on than you could imagine with the, uh, you know, the CIA airlift operation that was in Vietnam. And, um, you know, to really look at it as something that was realistic was hard to do because Robert Downey Jr. was basically the comedy, you know, um, foil in that to Mel. And, uh it was just a good film, and I liked it a lot because um, I like Mel Gibson and Robert Downey Jr., so uh, I'm going to put that as my number two. And I was going to do Dr. Strangelove as number one. I tell you, I'm, I'm going to have to look to find something that's better than that. So <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. what right. I got. Okay. Um, Blake, you're number two. Number two, I think I'm going to go with uh, a little sci-fi action with Mars Attacks. When I guess okay. uh, yeah, that works. Oh, that's world. good. Great one. The, uh, yeah. And it is like a very dark comedy. I think it's a Tim Burton movie, I do believe. And uh, yeah, they keep thinking the Martians are there. They're going to help. And they keep tricking the humans and uh, dominate. And it's uh, very weird. But it's actually uh, pretty entertaining. So good stuff. Number two, Mars Attacks. 
Brooks, you're number two. That's great, Jason. I got to go with Iron Sky. That's just a really well done mm. movie. And it's all about how the Nazis escape to the moon after World War II. And they end up building a base there. So we send a man to the moon, which is a big political uh, statement, but they get there and find the Nazis of this base. And they show up with their like iPhone and the iPhone's more powerful than their supercomputer on the moon. So they end up patching the iPhone into their supercomputer and now figure that they're ready to reinvade Earth and take it back over. It is just so well done. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good uh, people keep coming. I keep thinking I have a clever one that's hidden that nobody else thought of. And then somebody always beats me to it in the chat. I'm going to go, and this is stretching a little bit, with Team America World Police because <laughs> it's sort of a military thing. This guy, is, it's a puppet movie with, a, you know, what do they call it? Uh, marionettes. And, they, yep. and it's done by the guys who do South Park. And he's sort of recruited into a semi-paramilitary spy organization and there is including there's even a puppet sex scene and it's it's hilarious <laughs> from front to end from top to bottom it's one of the funniest movies i've ever seen and uh it was you know done in the time of uh post 9 11 terrorism concerns and it's pretty hysterical so i'm gonna go with team america world police is my number two candace your number oh. one military oh. comedy of all time well, this one actually is the best film that was ever made. And then it turned into a TV series. Wow. And it was all about war from start to finish. It occurred on a, on a medical, you know, uh, facility there. And it is MASH. And um, there is no doubt that what, that cast that was uh, put together for uh, the TV series was absolutely legendary. And, the you know, from every person that was on there, we all remember who they were and Radar and the whole team. Um, it, it, it will live on it forever in everybody's minds as far as the uh, circumstances and the, uh, the kind of comedy that ensued, the five o'clock martinis and the uh, – you know, some of the songs were fantastic that they did because it was, you know, they had fun. They tried to make war a comedy. And that is always what we're going to have happen in the next few years after this is all said and done about everything that we've been through. We're going to do a lot of good comedy musicals. So MASH for number one. All right. Um, TV's Blake Wally, That's you're fine. number one. Number one, you know, I, I would pick Stripes here. That's definitely that's a no-brainer for me. I did watch that a, a ton. One of my favorite all-time movies. But just to make something different, I think I'll just go with another kind of a boot camp-centric movie. I'll just go with uh, Biloxi Blues with uh, Matthew Broderick and uh, Christopher Walken as the, uh, yeah. the drill mm -hmm. instructor as they uh, get ready. I don't know if it was quite war. I, it's been a while since I've uh, seen it, but uh, they certainly are prepping for war, and there is quite a bit of comedy in it. Very uh, interesting, funny little movie from the 80s. So Blacks and Blues, number one. You know, you talk about drill instructors, you can all, almost argue that uh, Full Metal Jacket is a comedy, very black comedy, dark comedy, yeah. especially the opening scene with the drill instructor, <laughs> who's a real drill instructor. That's hilarious, but then it gets a little serious and weird.
weird. Anyway, Brooks, your number one military comedy of all time. And if you don't like this top five, guys, come up with a better one for next week. But anyway, go ahead, Brooks. Well, I'm going to go back a ways. And, and you know, a lot of these uh, 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 comedies like this are done by Disney. But this one was actually done by Warner Brothers. It's back when I was a kid. I watched it. It was really funny then. I watched it again. And it was just as funny. And that's the incredible Mr. Limpet with Don Knotts. Okay. He he is uh, he plays a, a animated fish that is used to locate yeah. and destroy German submarines during the war. And uh, yeah, it's what really it's really well yeah. done. It's it's got Andrew Dugan in it. It's got, of course, the amazing Larry Keating, who's always funny. He doesn't have to say anything funny, but everything he says is funny. I don't think he can be serious. It's just, it's just really hilarious. Great. Really, really well done. Good call. Good call. That's a classic, right. yeah, for the time my period. Number, my number one is the same as Candace's. It's MASH, the film, the TV series I don't like as much, but the film is hilarious from start to finish. It actually still works to this day because it's set in the 1950s in the Korean War. Uh, Donald Sutherland is in the cast. Elliot Gould is in the cast. Sally Keller, beautiful Sally Kellerman, who just recently passed away, is in it. Um, a lot of other great actors. And it's a really great, uh, great film. The football game at the end is hilarious. And the dialogue is a zing, 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 zing. Really hilarious. I would say, look, by the way, MASH stands for Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. It's about a bunch of doctors who are performing surgery on badly wounded, generally badly wounded soldiers. And so there's a lot of iconic laughter in it. And it's but it's a really good movie. John Shuck is in the movie. It's a great movie. It's really funny. And uh, I would say if you, you know, I would say if you're curious, watch the movie. Don't necessarily watch the TV show uh about mash but that would be my number one i mean you know if it's time to laugh at something that's military that would be that would be it okay um before we go to the end and brooks i do want to talk about where people can get their ivan and roxy from you uh i wanted to play you a brief snippet from tropic thunder with tom cruise as jewish <laughs> hollywood producer les grossman and one of his actors his movie stars has been captured by terrorists so this is Tom Cruise as Les Grossman's response uh, to that specific terrorist threat. So let's crank it up and take a good listen here. This is Flaming Blackwood. Okay, Flaming Dragon, fuck face. First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. <laughs> I will massacre you. I will fuck you up! <laughs> and just now, the less, the less Grossman thing, it, 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 there's a lot more to it than that, but oh my God, is Tom Cruise freaking hilarious. Fuck your own face. I just, I don't know, it's hilarious. I don't know. Could not say it. Okay. Uh, before we go, TV's Blake Wally, tell us where everybody can find you, please. TheNextLevelNews.com. Uh, uh, I got most of my content on there. Um, I've only put out one report this week, but it's pretty good. It's on uh, Ukraine and the, uh, the $40 billion from, of Biden money. Uh, check it out. It's only 10 minutes. Probably uh, 
enjoy it, share it, like it, subscribe, <laughs> all that good stuff. Thank you for all your support. If you want to send him some love, paypal.me slash Blake Wally. Sure. That's the place to go. Candace, tell us about Frequency of the Earth and Juan Osavin on Telegram and RRM McAfee decodes on Telegram, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's the the top three, and uh, I just want to say I do have uh, some kids by the side of the roads, and I'm willing to part with them a uh, decent price, and I get them to you immediately, um, and that's on um, 107, and just uh, either send me a PM or make a note under one of the posts that you're interested. Um, I also want to say really for sure come on to – RRM uh, McAfee and Q decodes. And um, we've got some really great ones lately. And the most recent one was interesting because it was a uh, one of the masks that uh, was worn by Anonymous that they had. But actually, what it is is a Guy Fox mask. And I did a decode on it. And it's pretty tremendous because I came up with a uh, clip that's three minutes in, and uh, uh, 25 seconds long, and I, I, what I do with the length of the videos is I put them into a Q drop, and the Q drop has a um, a document on, on it that is the U.S. Code House Government um, Code for uh, for treason, and everybody's got to read that through. It's a fantastic document. It was on um, Q drop uh, 3250. And um, it is exactly what's going to be happening. And it's chapter 115 uh, for treason, sedition, and subversive activities. And uh, from Title 18, Crimes and Criminal Procedure. And uh, we've got to be ready for this, guys, because this is going to start happening. It already is. They've already taken a, quite a few people out to get Mo. And from watching Monkey Works, um, there's a, a lot of, uh, of military activity over this country right now. We're seeing a lot of um, refuelers, and there's things that are uh, associated with those, and they are usually military uh, jets, and um, primarily over the East Coast. And then we've got some that are staged over Seattle, and then some in the central part of the country. We also have um, some of the uh, big spy craft and also um, what they call the doomsday plane, which is uh, yeah. quite interesting that, that we have had that much activity over this country. Everybody thinks we're not at home right now and that we're over there staging um, with C-17s and 130s over in the area around the Ukraine, when in actuality, what we're doing is we're preparing for a conflict that is gonna happen in this country. So be aware that false flags may be possible and um, be prepared for some outages here for the next few weeks um, because they are really trying to choke us off. And um, this is not playtime. Uh, we have to take it seriously. But uh, just know that there are not going to be any uh, bombs dropped in the streets. Uh, nobody is going to get shot. We will not see people with uh, military weapons that don't belong to the military. And we are not going to see any blue helmets. 
those are uh, shoot on site, and that's what we've been worried about up here in the North Country for quite a while, them and the uh, red ones that are the CCP. But yeah. uh, we've kept them out, and um, basically we are on what you call war footing right now, uh, which just requires a little bit different set of, of consciousness. You know, be spatially aware. Look for things moving in your area like train loads of supplies and stuff. But, um, you know, as far as, as what they've been able to actually do, we are starting to get uh, Chinese freight at this point in time. So um, start to look for the shelves being a little more full in certain areas. Um, we're fine here. And, uh, you know, but I realize that gas is extremely expensive. So, you know, co-op some stuff and, uh, you know, just just kind of be careful over the next few weeks. Right. Okay. T, uh, Brooks Agnew, Dr. Brooks, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we can get over at your site while I show people what's going By on. By the way, it cost me over $14 to fill up my motorcycle today. That's a crime. Yeah, uh, that's, that's tragic. <laughs> tragic. My, uh, my website's all about saving lives. I'm not really trying to make money with this. I'm trying to get ivermectin and, and hydroxychloroquine into people's medicine chests without a prescription. We call it Ivan and Roxy. And uh, you can get it by going to my website, brooksagnew.blog uh, forward slash immunization. Uh, you're going to be buying a digital report from me on those two uh, medications. And then you're going to get samples sent to you directly from the pharmacy, uh, 100 tablets of each. I don't ever see the medications. I don't make any money on the medications. They come straight from the pharmacy to you. And uh, I think you need to have these in your arsenal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, absolutely. They have done, I've done very well by them. I know a lot of people have. I had a three friends recently in the last uh, three weeks get sick with the vid and uh, I got them some of that that you'd supplied to me for this purpose got it to them right away uh, one, I, one I had to mail to in LA and then another two people here in Seattle and it uh, it cured them so um, and by the way we can get other things too right. so if you have a special request some medication that you want to get without a prescription we can get it a lot cheaper than you can get it here in the states just ask me and i'll see if i can get it i've gotten more than just that for people that have asked me that reminds me you have an invoice you haven't sent me yet that you need to send oh gee it just slipped my mind i well, too many 200 things, bucks, but you should send too it many to things me. going on with your brother to bother you with it right now don't yeah, worry well, about it I, I, uh, I do want to get my hands on that stuff. So, okay, guys, I think that's going to wrap guys, guys. Okay. I think it's going to wrap it up for Saturday night live for, uh, TV's Blake Wally somewhere East of California for Dr. Brooks Agnew in the Carolinas and for Candace Whitelight in Montana. Oh, don't forget one last thing. Do not forget. You can also send me some love if you'd like to at Mike Barra, paypal.me slash Mike Barra or Venmo at Mike dash Barra for all of us to all of you. We love you. Thanks for being here. I'll be back on Monday. Will I be back on Monday? Do I have a doctor's or something? I might be back on Monday. I'm not sure yet. Love you guys. See you next week. Hang in there. Have a great one. Watch for the Queen's death announcement, among other things. Really? Love you guys. Talk to you later. Right. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Blessings.